Mockingbirds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store. Orleans Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By L.L. Bean. Inspiring you to get outdoors. LLBean.com. By Celestron. Offering binoculars and scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron.com. By Birds and Beans Shade-Grown Bird-Friendly Coffee. Birdsandbeans.com. And by Chimani. Visiting a national park? Let Chimani guide you. Chimani.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show number 627. Anybody recognize this bird song? How about this one? No? Or maybe you've already figured out that those sounds weren't made by birds at all. They were made by people. BBC.com has published a remarkable story about these people who hail from many different parts of the world in an article called The Beautiful Languages of the People Who Talk Like Birds. And the piece suggests that this unusual whistled speech may reveal what humanity's first words sounded like. That's pretty incredible. We happened upon the story. So fascinating. We wanted to share it, find a link to it, along with those bird-like sounds on our Talking Birds Facebook page. So much for man mimicking bird. Birds, of course, are known to do a fair amount of mimicking, too, and not always just with songs or calls, as evidenced by this item that we've retrieved for the occasion from the Talking Birds archives. It's an occasional feature that we call... Amazing Bird Behavior. Deep in the West Texas town of El Paso, Marty Robbins fell in love with a Mexican girl. According to the song, anyway. But if he'd taken his eyes off that beautiful senorita for a moment and gazed skyward, he may have seen a zone-tailed hawk. A medium to large broad-winged hawk that can be found in Texas, Arizona, and New Mexico, and all the way down to Central South America. Now, if you're in one of those places and you see this hawk flying above, take a close look before you dismiss it as a turkey vulture. That's because the zone-tailed hawk seems to mimic a turkey vulture, holding its wings in a dihedral, kind of a shallow V-shape, and rocking side to side as it flies, just like a turkey vulture does. It's believed it does this to fool prey into thinking it's just a carrion feeder as it moves in close and then circles away from view behind a tree or bush, only to emerge suddenly and plunge like a falcon, snapping up its unsuspecting victim. Pretty sneaky, very effective, and another example of amazing bird behavior. Well, thanks to our friends at L.L. Bean and Maine Audubon for hosting us and to Maine Fish and Wildlife for joining us for last week's live broadcast at the L.L. Bean Maine Audubon Birding Festival in Freeport, Maine. And thanks to our special guests, Adrian Lephold from Maine Fish and Wildlife, Charlotte Wasilek, host of our Charlotte's Weblog feature, who came to the festival all the way from Alberta, Canada. And our friend Lori Gilman from L.L. Bean. And thanks to all the folks who joined us there in our live audience. It was a fun time. And here's an invitation for you if you are in or near or planning to visit New York City early this summer. 
On July 2nd, we'll air our Talking Birds show live from Governor's Island in New York Harbor. And we'll welcome special guests from New York City Audubon. More details coming as soon as we find out about them. Meanwhile, we're really, really excited to announce a new partnership with North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding, Birdwatching Magazine. If you're a subscriber, and if you aren't, we humbly suggest you should consider becoming one. Look for announcements from Talking Birds in the next issue of Birdwatching Magazine and on their website, birdwatchingdaily.com. We are really proud to partner with and help spread the word about Birdwatching Magazine. That is the sound of this week's mystery bird. And this is a mystery bird contest preview, so you'll be ready to call in. We'll even give you the phone number now for the contest later. It's 781-837-4900. Our mystery bird is a medium-sized raptor with long, narrow, pointed wings, a long black tail, a pearly gray head, and darker gray body. Here in the U.S., our bird, which feeds on insects captured in midair or plucked from treetops, is found mostly in bottomland hardwood forests of the southeast and tree-lined areas of the southern prairies. That's our mystery bird. That's our preview of the mystery bird contest coming later in the show. We have a beautiful feeder from Droll Yankees, as usual, as the prize in our mystery bird contest. I want to say thanks to John Phillips, a.k.a. John the Bee Man, for creating and sending to us a beautiful carved wood rendition of our Talking Birds Red Bird logo. It's a beauty. It's on our office wall, and you can see it on our Facebook page. When we sent a thank you note to John, by the way, he responded by saying, Aw, shucks, twerent nothing. Glad you liked it. I made two, sending one to you and gave the other one to my girlfriend, Avis, who is helping me here with the computer. And then he added, I've been listening for several years now, and I think it's one of the more important shows on. Wow, nobody ever said that before about our show, John, but we'll take it, and thank you. John the Bee Man, who also happens to be one of our Talking Birds ambassadors. So thank you for that, John, which leads us to thank some new Talking Birds ambassadors, including Mike in Shrewsbury, Massachusetts, about 40 miles west of Boston, in the area of our Talking Birds affiliate station there, WCUW, in Worcester. And we're really going international this week, thanks to Evangelos Casos in Carditza, Thessaly, Greece, who has uh, joined our ambassadors program all the way over there. So, Evangelos, thank you so much. And a little further north, or farther north, Matthias Palm in Berlin, Germany, has become a Talking Birds ambassador. Now, we're not exactly sure, but that might be the Matthias that we met up at L.L. Bean, traveling over here from Germany, doing a little birding. Uh, but in any case, Matthias, thank you so much for becoming a Talking Birds Ambassador, Talking Birds listeners, wherever you are, we humbly hope you'll join our Ambassadors program. Hand out some of our info cards to your friends and associates and spread the word about our show and about birds and conservation. It's easy to do and easy to sign up for. Just click the contact button at TalkingBirds.com and choose the Become an Ambassador option. That's the Become an Ambassador option via the contact button at TalkingBirds.com. And as always, there's no G in talking. Extra, extra, read all about it. Here are some of the stories and videos we have for you this week on our Facebook page. 
Why shrinking bird habitats mean dirtier water. We'll connect you to an explanation provided by the folks at Eureka Alert, billed as the global source for science news. What should we do about the female brown-headed cowbird whose habit it is to lay its big eggs in the little nests of other birds? In his newspaper column, our Mike O'Connor has some thoughts on the topic, and we'll link you to Mike's article about it. And are you having trouble keeping up with environmental stories? We'll link you to the Sierra Club's In Case You Missed It post, which offers a nice summary of the latest environmental issues. And that's some of what we have for you on our Facebook page right now. If you're not a Facebook follower, that's okay. You can find those stories through an online search. Blog. Here's our blog this week. The question is, do those big cut-throughs of forests for power lines actually maybe help birds? Our Debbie Bleacher reports on a study of this question being undertaken by a team of researchers in New Hampshire and Maine. That's on this week's blog, easily found at TalkingBirds.com. Conservation salute of the week. First, what many of us consider a conservation tragedy. As you've no doubt heard, the Trump administration announced on Thursday that the U.S. will pull out of the Paris Climate Agreement. The president says the U.S. will begin negotiations to re-enter either the Paris Accord or a new treaty on what he called terms that are better for American businesses and taxpayers. Leaders of Germany, France, and Italy, though, say the pact cannot be renegotiated. The agreement, which seeks to decrease carbon emissions and combat climate change, has been signed by 195 countries. The only countries not signing are Syria, Nicaragua, and the United States of America. Meanwhile, many cities and states in the U.S. are fighting back against the U.S. withdrawal in our Talking Birds home state of Massachusetts. Our Republican Governor, Charlie Baker, is pledging that the state will continue aggressively working to exceed the goals of the Paris Agreement on the state level while growing our economy through clean energy innovation and environmental stewardship. And the Democratic mayor of the city of Boston, Marty Walsh, says that despite the president's pledge to pull out of the agreement, Boston will do no such thing. In his statement, Walsh joined more than 80 other mayors around the country in calling on cities to adopt the Paris Agreement through local resolutions and by coordinating their environmental policies. The mayor's group pledged to honor and uphold the commitments to the goals enshrined in the Paris Agreement, and they called the president's decision irresponsible and dangerous. Out in California, Governor Jerry Brown released a statement that read, in part, Donald Trump has absolutely chosen the wrong course. He's wrong on the facts. America's economy is boosted by following the Paris Agreement. He's wrong on the science. Totally wrong. California will resist this misguided and insane course of action. Trump is AWOL, but California is on the field ready for battle. Words there of California Governor Jerry Brown. Governor Brown is now on his way to China to discuss the future of the Paris Agreement and in effect playing the role of emissary for private citizens, corporations, and some members of Trump's own cabinet, most notably his daughter Ivanka, who are opposed to the president's environmental policies. Okay, on to the conservation salute. Despite serious efforts by environmentalists to promote the use of alternatives, consumers have been reluctant to give up single-use plastic water bottles. Every year in the U.S. alone, 38 billion water bottles end up in landfills or in our lakes and rivers and oceans. 
Not only is the plastic poisoning our environment and killing birds and fish and mammals, it's also burning through precious non-renewable resources. To the potential rescue... Rodrigo Garcia Gonzalez, Pierre Pallier, and Guillaume Couche, co-founders of the London-based startup Skipping Rocks Lab, creators of the OHO, a completely biodegradable container for water that's even edible. Mm. The OHO is a little orb consisting of water surrounded by a membrane made of algae and calcium chloride. The inventors say this sustainable packaging alternative can hold any kind of liquid, including soft drinks, liquor, and even cosmetics. What's more, the packaging is cheaper than plastic, less than two cents for each orb. Now, OHO is not ready for prime time. Problems like how to transport the orbs, for example, are yet to be solved. But the Skipping Rock folks are working on it, and we salute them. Still to come on our show today, we'll catch up with our man Mike O'Connor from Cape Cod's world-famous Birdwatcher's General Store in our Let's Ask Mike segment. Topic, looking for birds and a decent cell phone signal up in Nova Scotia. And up next, a striking bird with a maniacal cry is today's Talking Birds featured feathered friend. If you had a plume on your pileum, how would it make you feel? Would you shake your fists at the gods and demand an immediate appeal? Would you say, take it off, take it all off, this thing that I'm talking about? Would you refuse to view your reflection because its mere sight is grossing you out? Or should you instead show it proudly, knowing your complaints were inflated? Because you're a gorgeous woodpecker. Common name, Pileated. The Pileated, or Pileated, if you prefer, woodpecker. And you get your name from that plume on your pileum, that red crest at the top of your head. And until they find an ivory bill down in Arkansas or Louisiana or Florida, you're the most spectacular woodpecker in all of North America, as big as a crow and a lot more colorful. The female Pileated, unlike that of the legendary ivory bill, also has a red crest although a less extensive one than the male, and she doesn't share his red-colored mustache. The pileated woodpecker digs big rectangular holes in trees, especially dead ones, in search of carpenter ants and wood-boring beetle larvae. These holes can be so deep and so wide that they can cause small trees to break in two. The call sound of the pileated is similar to that of a smaller woodpecker, the northern flicker, but louder and kind of crazier. It's the bird that was the inspiration for the creation of that famous TV star named Woody. Today's featured feathered friend, Dryocopus pileatus, the pileated woodpecker. Should mention, by the way, that some people say it was actually the uh, the acorn woodpecker that was the partial uh, inspiration for Woody Woodpecker. But I think maybe both of them 
uh, played a little part in that. Thanks for being here with us on our show number 627. As always, we uh, invite you and urge you to visit our website. That's TalkinBirds.com. No G in talking. And uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at TalkinBirds. Up next, it's our mystery bird contest in just one minute. Well, Talking Birds listeners, we're getting ready to go to the Galapagos Islands. We'll be heading there in September, and we're inviting Talking Birds listeners to join us for this trip of a lifetime with one of the best small group touring companies on the planet, Sunrise Birding. More cabins have been added, but this trip will be sold out, so don't hesitate. Travel with us to one of the most amazing places in the world, home to abundant and approachable wildlife, including birds that are found nowhere else on Earth, even Galapagos penguins with whom we'll snorkel. They're the islands where Charles Darwin's research led to the groundbreaking theory of the origin of species. And we'll be there during the season when sunshine is abundant and birds and mammals are most active. Galapagos veterans rave about our tour's itinerary. We'll see places and creatures that other tours don't. I'll be your host for this unforgettable trip, along with expert local guides. Please join us. It's easy to find out more at sunrisebirding.com. That's sunrisebirding.com. Talking Birds is made possible in part by the Cornell Lab of Ornithology, a world leader in the study, appreciation, and conservation of birds. Please check them out at birds.cornell.edu. That's birds.cornell.edu. By the way, if you're not hearing our Sunday morning show live and figure, gee, I can't enter the mystery bird contest, well, you can just listen online live. Easy to do. Just go to talkingbirds.com and see how to do it. Hear our show Live, We're live on Sunday mornings from 9.30 to 10 Eastern Time. You can also search for Talking Birds in iTunes or Google Play if you'd like to listen to our podcasts. And if they're not in your favorite podcasting app, please do let us know. Here is our mystery bird. The phone number to call by which to identify that bird or take a guess at it is 781-837-4900. That's 781-837-4900. Our mystery bird is a medium-sized raptor with long, narrow, pointed wings, a long black tail, a pearly gray head, and darker gray body. Here in the U.S., our bird, which feeds on insects captured in midair or plucked from the treetops, is found mostly in bottomland hardwood forests of the southeast, and tree-lined areas of the southern prairies. Our prize is the Droll Yankees Cute Feeder. That's actually the name of it, the cutest little chickadee feeder. For any type of food, it lets you manage the size of visiting birds with a height-adjustable dome, and its four-and-a-half-inch diameter dish holds a cup of sunflower seed, mixed seed, fruit, or mealworms. That's our mystery bird and the prize, and the number is 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900. As always, if no correct answer is received, a drawing will determine our winner. Meanwhile, we're going to try to connect with Mike O'Connor up north on the road. Let's ask Mike live in just one minute. The North American Butterfly Association is launching the Butterfly Habitat Network, a new continent-wide conservation initiative. Using decades of accumulated knowledge, NABA is scaling up efforts to protect, enhance, and create habitat specifically for butterflies. Butterflies are important pollinators of native plants and represent as caterpillars a major food resource for birds. Habitats critical to butterflies are essential to nesting waterfowl, neotropical migratory birds, 
upland game birds, and more. The NABA Board of Directors and staff have selected projects across North America as a starting point of the Butterfly Habitat Network. If we can save butterflies, we can save ourselves. It's more than just a slogan. It's the understanding that adequate, well-cared-for space for the wildlife of this planet will ensure survival and quality of life for human beings. Find out how you can help by visiting naba.org. Even on the road, Mike gets his music, Mike O'Connor, wandering the highways somewhere east of Peak 2, Nova Scotia. Are you there, Mike? Nova Scotia, hey, yep, just finished the hockey game. I'm a little tired, but okay. <laughs> All right, you're driving while well, you were heading to Cleveland, weren't you? Did you take a wrong turn <laughs> yeah, there? What no, happened? I, know. I missed it, you know, I missed the turn, and now I'm in Canada. Yeah, I've been driving. We're heading up to do the, um, up by Cape Breton, which is kind of the northern part of Nova Scotia, but we... Mm-hmm. We spent some time in uh, Newfoundland, and boy, I found some good birding places that people might want to visit if they're heading this way, if they're trying to get out of the country for whatever reason. Yeah. And uh, I, I spent some time in St. John, which is kind of the main town in, in New Brunswick, and there's a place called the Irving Nature Park, which hmm. sounds like a, a zoo, but it's, not, it's almost like a national park. It's beautiful. It's right outside the city, and we spent a lot of time there chasing all kinds of warblers and saloons and... I even a porcupine, and it's uh, if, put that down. If you if you're in this area, you should totally stop at this. It's called Irving Nature Park, and it's a, a driving trail, a lot of hiking trails, and a lot of good trails for birds. Mm-hmm. And then we moved up a little bit further north, and we went to uh, Sackville Sackville uh, Wildlife Park, and that's a beautiful little urban park right in downtown. So you can stop and get a cup of coffee, and then walk these trails. And it's full of nesting ducks. There were soar rails. There were uh, American widgeons. There was, uh, what else did we see? We saw ringneck ducks nest, full of swallows, and it's really good, easy, beautiful trails that the boardwalk went through there. So mm. if you guys are heading this way, put that on the list. If you want to look for puffins someplace, put those two stops on the list. I think you'll, you'll like it. I was just looking at a list of uh, sort of the specialty birds of Nova Scotia. They list osprey, American golden plover, double-crested cormorant, black-headed gull, dovekey, and the rare and elusive American crow. You see any of those guys up there? That was the American crow. I don't know if you've American seen crow. Any of those. Yeah. I, I don't even know what that looks like. You know, it's funny because you think you get way up in Canada and you think all the birds are going to change, but basically it's, it's kind of New England flavor, the, the birds. A lot of, mm-hmm. of cormorants, a lot of osprey nests everywhere. Um, yeah, I'm hoping to see some boreal birds when I get up to Cape Breton, maybe some uh, boreal uh, chickadees or some gray jays or something. But no, mm-hmm. no. Pretty much, it's like Cape Cod up here so far. Nothing out of the ordinary, but it's beautiful, which, yeah. which counts for something. Well, you know, it's so interesting put that on your list. when you say that, like New England, if you look at a map, you know, Nova Scotia is really just sort of east of Maine, and parts of Maine are farther north than Nova Scotia. So you're not really, you're not really. No, that no, that's, far that's true. I talked to, to some woman who lives near Digby, I guess the name of the town, and I asked her about the birds. She goes, we're just off. It's like across from Portland, Maine. It's not that yeah. it's not that far north. So yeah. So if you want to get, get out of New England and, and uh, see something a little bit different, right now I'm seeing fog. So don't come today. <laughs> Wait for the fog to clear, then uh, go up there. We'll meet you, meet you yeah, up there. I'll and... call you when the fog clears, and then everybody can go. All right. We'll we'll meet you at Irving Nature Park. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk more about that next week. Right? All right. Mike O'Connor on the road up there in. Uh, 
Nova Scotia and uh, other places around there. We were up at uh, one of the national parks uh, in Quebec a couple of years ago, north of Quebec City. And one of the cool things, at least a lot of people think it's cool, not everybody does, I guess, is that at the national parks there, you can't drive your car into the national parks. They have satellite parking places, big, big, big parking lots, and then shuttle buses take you into the park. And that you may think you're limited by that, but you're really not, at least the ones that we saw, because there were lots of shuttle buses going through and you could get anywhere you wanted in the park. And it's nice to be in a place like that where there are no cars around, just uh, lots of trails and beautiful kayaking opportunities and stuff like that. But we're back here at the Mystery Bird Contest trying to identify this mystery bird right here. Our mystery bird is a medium-sized raptor, uh, a ra <laughs> raptor <laughs> with long, narrow, pointed wings, a long black tail, a pearly gray head, and a darker gray body. Here in the U.S., our bird, which feeds on insects, Captured in mid-air or plucked from treetops is found mostly in bottomland hardwood forests of the southeast and tree-lined areas of the southern prairies. Our prize, the Droll Yankees Cute Feeder. That feeder that you can adjust to, to kind of uh, determine which birds you would like to see at your bird feeder, kind of by size. 781-837-4900 is the number to call on our mystery bird contest. 781-837-4900. And Charles is in Weymouth, Massachusetts, just a little bit uh, north of us here, South Shore, Massachusetts. Good morning, Charles. Good morning. How's it going in Weymouth, Charles? A beautiful oh, day. Right. Um, is it a peregrine falcon? A peregrine falcon. Uh, Tim is kind of shaking his head, indicating that it is probably not a peregrine okay. falcon. Thank you, Charles. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. That was a top quality guess, uh, a raptor or a rapper, as I tried to call it. 781-837-4900 is the number if you'd like to try to identify this mystery bird or just tell us right out what it is. Marsha might do that. She's in Princeton, Massachusetts. Good morning, Marsha. Good morning. Nice to hear from you in Princeton, uh, Marsha. And what do you think our mystery bird is? We can hear it there in the background trying to... Tell us. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe a prairie falcon. A prairie falcon. Another uh, top quality guess, but uh, not exactly correct. But okay. don't, lose, don't lose hope because if nobody gets the right answer, Marsha, you could still be the winner depending on the name that Tim draws in, our, in a drawing here. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Marsha. All right, 781-837-4900. Uh, guesses so far for a peregrine falcon and a prairie falcon. What do you think it is? A medium-sized raptor with long, narrow, pointed wings, a long black tail, a pearly gray head, and darker gray body. Here in the U.S., our bird, which feeds on insects, captured in mid-air or plugged, uh, plucked from treetops, is found mostly in bottomland hardwood forests of the southeast and tree-lined areas of the southern prairies. Susan is also in Massachusetts, but she is in Berkeley, Massachusetts, and I don't even remember where that is, and I'm kind of ashamed since I live in Massachusetts. Good morning, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one. Okay. It's down near Fall River. Near Fall River. Berkeley. Yeah. Wow. I'm from Pawtucket, Rhode Island, so I should know that area, but I don't, I don't, why don't I know Oh, yeah. Berkeley? Is it just been invented, or is it a, like a new, <laughs> no? <laughs> no, it's just really small. Been there for a while, but just nobody noticed uh, so much. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, you just kind of put it on the Talking Birds map there. 
All right. Uh, so, the mystery bird, to Susan, what do you think? Mississippi kite. Mississippi kite. You've heard of Mississippi, too, and that is exactly right. Mississippi kite, hard to find in the Berkeley, Massachusetts area. Yes. But a very <laughs> a cool bird if you get to see it uh, down south. Nice job, Susan. And if you will stay on the line, we will get your address and send you that beautiful Droll Yankees feeder. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. Susan in Berkeley, Massachusetts, near the great city of Fall River. If you don't know Fall River, well, it's near New Bedford. That's a pretty famous place, the great famous whaling town of New Bedford, Massachusetts. We're just about out of time for our show. Next week, Jim Robbins, the author of the intriguing new book, The Wonder of Birds, what they tell us about ourselves, the world, and a better future. Jim Robbins will be our special guest uh, to tell us about that really amazing and fascinating book. That's our show for today. Please do follow us on TalkingBirds.com. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And look for us in Birdwatching Magazine and BirdwatchingDaily.com. Executive producer, Mark Duffield. Our associate producer, Debbie Bleacher. Our engineer, Tim McKenney. I'm Ray Brown. See you next week. <laughs> Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store. Orleans Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By L.L. Bean. Inspiring you to get outdoors. LLBean.com. By Celestron. Offering binoculars and scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron.com. By Birds and Beans Shade Grown Bird Friendly Coffee. Birdsandbeans.com. And by Chimani. Visiting a national park? Let Chimani guide you. Chimani.com.